Hi, and uh, welcome to Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, this week we're covering current events again, but uh, these are all things that, you know, even if we didn't really care much about the story itself, I think, you know, there's stuff that we care about kind of around them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just get started right away. Uh, first thing we had was uh, Jeremy Clarkson being fired from the show Top Gear. Now, have you ever seen Top Gear? No, I have not. Not, you, other than w- when I mention it to you, you're basically not familiar with the show, no. right? Heard of so, it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a car show, but in addition to, like, you know, just presenting new vehicles and cool stuff, like, it's it's really well shot. It's got great personality around it. It has really fun segments, like, uh, you know, driving, like, shitty cars through the south of America. He's, like, British guys, and they've got, like, somewhere yeah they're they're in junkers or like they had a three-wheel car that just kept flipping so they're trying to get it as far as it could go without flipping it and just kept doing it and like they they've there are all sorts of famous bits that they've had that are just like really entertaining even if you don't care about cars like i'm not a big car guy like i i just want something where i can get where i need to be and that's all that all that matters but i i enjoy the show whenever i catch it because they make it fun and it's yeah, I mean, I'm kind of into cars a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm not Probably really, more than me, but yeah, yeah. not like a hardcore. Nah, I, I don't. I really don't like you know putting them together or learning <laughs> about them. Right, right. I just really like them if they go fast mm-hmm. and they get me laid. Really, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are segments of car of a uh, Top Gear that are kind of like car porn or just talking about like <laughs> what makes these vehicles so majestic and so like like it's really really effusive about you know the culture behind it but again in a way that's like not just like for gearheads like it's fun outside of that hit the lights top gears (laughs) (laughs) but uh so jeremy clarkson is like there are three guys who do it basically. So I assume from how you described him, he is the Simon Cowell of Top Gear. Yeah, that's okay. a good analogy. Except like even more of kind of a dick. Wow. Like, Simon Cowell is mean to the people on the show, but like Jeremy Clarkson has like a history of saying really insensitive comments or things that piss people off or like feuding with the producers. Right. But they never wanted to get rid of him because he's like of the three leads, he's like the central guy. Like it's he's, always, he's it's, the face of the show. We love dickheads in America. We well, really do. sometimes they're good at what <laughs> they do. Fair like uh yeah, he he narrates a lot of the segments. He mm. uh it, it, there's a game I have on my, in my uh, Xbox called uh Forza 4 where he like they got the Top Gear license and basically that just meant they had Jeremy Clarkson like narrating every like segment and talking about you know the histories of these cars and making it fun and like he really is talented at what he does but he's an asshole (laughs) so what got him fired he apparently got in a feud over after a long day I think it was just the meal they had for him he didn't like or he wasn't happy with his sandwich and he like punched a producer it's just ridiculous oh my god and after that, like Madonna style, man. yeah. After Jesus. that, he was talking in front of an audience because the news had gotten out, and they were all kind of joking about it online. Mm. But you know, it, it sounded like things were not good <laughs> between him and BBC. His contract was almost up anyway, mm. and uh, so he, he told the crowd, you know, I'm probably getting fired from the BBC uh, or from Top Gear. He's like, but you know, they fucked it up. He's like, I. I was a part of this show. It's a great show, and they fucked it up, and it's just 
it's going to be over for us. Damn. <laughs> like, you're very blunt, the crowd's all behind him, because whenever you're speaking to a crowd of fans, no matter what, they're right. going to do that. But, yeah, sure enough, today it came out, they, were, they fired him. The, one of the producers mentioned, you know, he talked to the other producer who had been punched, and he's like, look, you know, we... We recognize his talent and all that, but we just don't have another choice at this point. We have to get rid of him. Did so, the ratings dip a little bit? Well, it hasn't start like you know the show. I'm uh, talking like the previous season. Oh no, really? No, I mean it's really popular. Because usually that's how you see it. Like you know the show dips right. a little bit, and they're like, "Well, to hell with you." you no, know, like, it it just got to the point where he was too much of a liability to have on the mm. show, and like the other co-hosts are probably going to quit now too. Or it, I mean, it it's not for sure, but James May, one of them, they went to his house yeah. uh, after it all happened, and he's like, "I just got the email," and they're like, "Well, what's going to happen?" He's right. like, "Look, you know, I I can't really say." He's like, "But you know, this shows." The show was all about our chemistry and all of us. Or this iteration of the show was all about the three of us. He's like, I can't really see it. Right. Like, it sounded like he wasn't very interested in continuing on. He thinks they're going to reiterate it with other people. Oh, but... of course they will. Right. You know, it's going to be like like the man show did it. You know? Right. Like... Well, and they weren't even the original people for Top Gear. The, yeah. Like, Top Gear UK has been around for a long time. Oh, shit. Yeah. And now there's an American spinoff, too, with uh, other people involved that's not as popular. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it sounds like it's pretty much over. Mm. And I guess the topic on that becomes, like, at what point do you fire someone who's, like, really good for your business and right. an entertainer? Like, Yeah, where, where's the line? Yeah. You know, where, like... You know, because you know, you saw it like a couple years ago with Charlie Sheen. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's got the the biggest show in the world at that time. I don't know about at that time, but at it, one it time was, it was it the was biggest pretty show much in the, world. the like top rated. Yeah, I, I think it was the top rated comedy, or at least it had been for years. And maybe at that point, the Big Bang Theory had like overtaken it as the top maybe. rated. But it was right up there. But yeah, from like two thousand five to two thousand eight, right. it was probably. I mean quite debatably the biggest show on television mm-hmm. and then but but then you got a charlie sheen just imploded a coke addict psychopath yeah or <laughs> sociopath i guess yeah. would be, he'd be more and and you also had a showrunner who's known as being kind of an egomaniac mm. and like the two of them just never got along yeah. but but yeah that, that's one of those where it's like dude you dug your own grave right and it's the same with jeremy clarkson it's yeah. like that sucks because that show was something, or Top Gear was something special, and but like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, if if the guy's just going to be a horror for everyone who's involved, yeah, there's nothing that you can change. And do you think do you think that added to the chemistry? That do you think that added a spark, or do you think it hindered it a little bit? You know, it's that's another good question because. Yeah. Yeah, probably part of his personality, you know, comes from him being a kind of a blowhard. Yeah. And, like, you you know, you probably have to deal with that a little bit on set. But, yeah, once someone's, like, physically violent yeah. <laughs> with, with, you know, I guess a producer well, in this case, then what do you, what can you do? And, like, it's, the reason I bring that up is just because, like, I mean, it's, it's in all, in all forms of entertainment, I mean... You got like Terrell Owens, who was a wide receiver for like the San Francisco 49ers, Dallas yeah. Cowboys. He was like one of the biggest, probably debatably top five best receivers ever. Yeah. But he never won a championship because every team he was ever on, he just was a problem in the locker. Like, it, he, yeah. It was a soap opera. Like, yeah. He turned football into days of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, there's, there's this, there's like, he tried to kill himself. Like yeah. he he had like a, a press conference where he's like crying, 
mm-hmm. that he's not getting the ball enough. Like he turned it into it's just days of our unstable. lives. Yeah, and he never won a championship, even though he's one of the best. He's like a future Hall of Famer without a question. Yeah, and then you got somebody like you know like a Jerry Rice who just played, mm-hmm. and he's the best receiver ever, and he's won like he won like four. Yeah, so like you know it's like I wonder <laughs> I, if like th- maybe that was his part of his. You know, swagger or how he was that good is that mm-hmm. he was that, you know, I guess bomb bombastic maybe. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word. Yeah, like his emotional highs drove his performance somehow. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I mean when is enough is enough, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. And it and at what point like I, I don't really have a good answer. For right, this, we're not but. studio execs, so we don't really need to answer <laughs> but, it. But. but yeah, it's like you know, at what point do you sever a business relationship with someone because of who they are? And it, like, it, is it just when it crosses into the productivity behind the scenes, or like the ability to create something, mm-hmm. or is it just because you don't want to associate yourself with somebody because of who they are and how awful a person they are? Right, like. Uh, Kind of leads into our next topic with the Duck Dynasty people, where, like, years ago, these people, or especially this Phil Roberts and douchebag, like, he said all these things that were really cruel about gay people, and is it A&E that they're on? Uh, It's either that or Bravo. Okay, I think it's A&E, but... uh, It's one of the two. (laughs) It's sad I have to look this up. You can tell we're not the, uh... Yeah, we're not Duck Dynasty Yeah, A&E. Yeah, I, Um, I read... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they the guy just said all these horrible things, and they for a while like were like, well, we're not gonna do the show with him. And then they fought back, and Annie kind of gave in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like in that case, they were severing a business relationship because the person it was they didn't like the person and what they stood for. Yeah. But yeah, like with Charlie Sheen and uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson, it's like their actual their actual things that they were dur- doing during the show is what mm. got them fired. Right. Or, yeah, I guess fired. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know what's right and wrong on that. Like, obviously you don't want to work with people that you hate, but if you're a network and you're making money off of it, and that's, like, your whole point of being. Well, and and you brought up the interesting point. Like, their stuff was affecting the set. Yeah. Like, Charlie's co-cabot. Well, he wasn't showing up on time. Yeah, he wasn't stuff. showing. He, he wasn't. He damn near died. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he had, like, a heart attack or whatever. Yeah. And, uh... You know, and then the other guy, I mean, he's physically violent with people. So, I mean, that's definitely, I think, I think that one we cut a line in the sand. Like, yeah. that's enough. But, like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the Duck Dynasty guy, I mean, in all fairness. Was what do you off. expect? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, well, well, you see, this is how we're going to solve race relations in the country and how we're going to, homophobia is just, you know, running rapid. Like, no, he's not going to say stuff like that. He's going to say exactly what you think he's going to yeah. say. He make all gay people go to hell. It's like what a Southern Georgia boy who something their family sells duck calls. <laughs> That's what they're rich for, and you know mostly the reality show. But Fucking yeah, like what do you expect? A duck whistle. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Captured America's hearts. <laughs> so speaking of capturing America's hearts, Jesus. Here, so he's been in the news this week for saying something pretty terrible, uh, really? and been all all over the place. Uh, so his goal here was to prove that having no belief in the afterlife and you know being an atheist meant that you like you do anything or make any level of violence. So here's his quote, and you know like it. 
we're, we're obviously probably not work safe anyway, but, you know, just in case, this is a pretty awful thing that I'm about to quote from this guy. <laughs> uh, what he said was, uh, okay, uh, say two guys break into an atheist's home. He has a little atheist wife and two little atheist daughters. Two guys break into his home and tie him up in a chair and gag him. And then they take his two daughters in front of him and rape both of them and then shoot them and take his wife and then decapitate her head off in front of him. And then they can look at him and say, isn't it great that I don't have to worry about being judged? Isn't it great that there's nothing wrong with this? There's no right or wrong, now is it, dude? Then you take a sharp knife and take his manhood and hold it in front of him and say, wouldn't it be something if this was something wrong, or if uh, this was something wrong with this? And you're, but you're the one who says there is no God, there's no right, there's no wrong, so we're just having fun. We're sick in the head, have a nice day. It happened to them. They would probably say, something about this just ain't right. So Did he not take into consideration that there is laws? Well, so <laughs> like, so here's the thing about this. Like, well, first of all, before we even talk about any of that, like, the thing that bothers me most about this isn't just isn't really what he said. It's the fact that people care what this guy right. is saying, right? But because <laughs> it's such an obviously flawed argument to me. But I've heard like less extreme versions of this argument from people who are, like, fairly religious, and even people who are usually rational about those kinds of things, yeah. that essentially, well, without God and without religious belief, then you there is no morality. So, like, people who don't believe in that don't have a sense of good and bad, and there is none because there's no incentive behind that. Mm. I think that's, like, I, I, I guess I get where they come from, but it's one of the most depressing lines of thought Right, because it just it just made, it just it just says pretty much that people are only good if you give them something. Exactly. Which it, really are they that good? Well, and, it, and that says yeah, it's a really depressing outlook that yeah. if people if people didn't think there were consequences in an afterlife, then they would just go around like murdering anybody yeah. and like not thinking twice about it. And, and I just like I just want to have the conversation on that where it's like okay, well. If you, so, as a, a Christian, you believe that you have, you know, good, or you understand good and bad mm-hmm. based on the Bible, and the reason, but you know, like why? It's like, well, most likely in that case, the reason why is because God said so, and God dictates the rules, and God will put you in hell if you, you know, don't follow the rules, or if you sin frequently, and you'll go to heaven if you don't. So yeah, like if if your only incentive for not doing horrible things is going to hell then that makes you a worse person than somebody who just wants to do the right thing. Right. And it doesn't take into account so much more about society uh, that, like, we live in a... Well, you know, we're a global community, really. Like, even though we're different countries and, you know, within the country we're different states and we have different beliefs, we work as a community. Uh, Like, civilization rests on the idea that it's better to work together on something and be good to each other than it is for chaos. Like, even if you don't have religious belief, it makes sense that you have systems where people don't kill each other because we don't want to be killed. (laughs) Like, it's the golden rule of Christianity. (laughs) Do unto others as you'd have done unto you. You don't want to... uh, Like, you're respectful to people. The world's a better place that way. I live in a society. I would like it to progress. (laughs) But yeah, so like that... That struck a tone with me, not because of this asshole, but yeah. because 
like it's an extreme version of something that I've heard so much and mm-hmm. I wish people would like open up like religious or not like whatever your beliefs are at least accept that morality isn't just like because of the afterlife that yeah. there's an ulterior or there's another motive for being good to people yeah well like and it brings my because like my views on I guess my views would be more spirituality right I think I've, we've had this yes. conversation where we I, have but not on here yeah well yeah so um I I believe in a higher power just because mm-hmm. it's comforting yeah, and it's comforting to to think that there's more out there than just this world. Right. But I don't believe anybody in religion knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Because how do you know? Yeah. I believe you have faith, which is fine. That's great as yeah. long as you, as long as you keep it to yourself and don't like force it down people's throats and like be mm-hmm. like this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, and like I and, even understand people who. Like believe heavily in something and they want to share that sure. with other people. Uh, it, it's it's just when yeah it becomes like when a way of looking down guy. on it. Right, right. Yeah, and that, I mean yeah, I'm the same. Like I have family members that you know. I, I just well, and I and that's fine. I I don't have a problem with them, but like it's it's I don't know. I, I mean, I just wish that people who believed really heavily on specific things all understood. That there were other people with similar beliefs in, or different beliefs that they believe just as heavily in, mm-hmm. and that even if you don't believe that they have it right, like be respectful because they think the same thing about you, <laughs> and just right. don't be shitty to people. Right. Like, That's fair. <laughs> That's know. fair. But even going back to what you said is like, why do we give a shit? Yeah. Why do we care what this guy thinks? Who yeah, cares? Absolutely. He made a duck signal. Wow! So he made he made everybody's redneck Christmas come true. Right, but like, then he gets all all sorts of posts on Facebook. He gets us covering this on our podcast, right? Because people watch him and people yeah. give him that power. Yeah, it's and we're, like, like we're not helping on it. Because <laughs> right, yeah, I know uh, we understand our hypocrisy at the Jay and Ross talk shit podcast. But it, like, I felt like it's good to have that conversation, yeah. regardless of the, what's starting it. You right. know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't watch it. Yeah, me and like, and that I've never seen an episode of Duck Dynasty. I've all and I've been saying this since I was eight years old. Like, I'm a firm. If you don't want to watch something, just don't watch don't it. Don't watch it. Yeah, you know, like, like it sucks that it's super power popular. But you know, yeah. what am I gonna do? Because there's been shows that I love that, like you know, like Married with Children was heavily you know that was protested. pretty popular though, wasn't but, it? But yeah, it was yeah. popular. But it was like, but what I'm saying is okay, that it was just as protested. But for different reasons, right? You know, it was another they, popular thing that there were protests on. Yeah. but you were on the side of the popular thing, yeah. as opposed to here, where exactly. you're on the other side. We're on the on the other side. Yeah. So it's like, and I've been saying it. I was saying it. Sure. When I was six years old. Sure. <laughs> Why don't you just change the channel? Yeah. And that was back when we had thirty channels. Yeah. Now we got four thousand. <laughs> like, find something else. Yeah. I mean, there's so many options. Because he's, it's a weird, because like, and he, Phil Robinson's a weird guy too, because like, he sounds like an idiot. Yeah. But he has like a doctrine in English or something crazy. Like, he's actually like an educated well, human being or whatever. I, I'd have to look up what his oh, no, actual. He, but he has like a college degree. A lot of those guys didn't even look like the way they do on the show before yeah. the show. They they were just told, like, uh, told, like, yeah, you should grow big beards and look more backwards, because yeah. that'll be. Like like he's not better. like he, that's what I'm saying. He's not an idiot. Like, yeah. I don't know his exact. Phil Robertson is kind of an idiot. I think. Well, no, no. no like, I think but, he, but he's educated. Okay, he's educated. I, yeah, maybe. No, I'm pretty sure because he. Uh, Let's look, look it up. up his. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Like the like he went to like I'm pretty sure he's got his like masters. 
All right, early life and education. Uh, you got a bachelor's degree and master's in education. Yeah. So he knows how to educate people, but not that doesn't mean a okay. lot. Like he has a degree. But... Okay, but fair enough. But like, but like, looking at him, you're looking at him like, oh, this guy probably f- took his GED three times. You know, like yeah. Like... Well, I mean, that's like he was a prominent figure, I think, in his church even before the show. Mm-hmm. But that's a big part of it. Like he used that to preach and yeah. educate people about about you know the law of god and yeah. how atheists like would murder people and are t- totally into that but you know maybe if you cut their dicks off they would think twice about right. it that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> like the dude has a whether you whatever he learned it in or not he still has a masters mm-hmm. and yet he still thinks this crazy shit yeah that's insane to me yeah the like you know what i mean yeah because <laughs> like most of, most of the time people who say shit like this have like a fourth idiots. grade education at best. You yeah, know? yeah. Or it it's just I guess goes to show you know education and empathy. Or education right. doesn't teach you empathy. That's fair. But yeah, so that was just depressing. So yeah, but going back to it, it's just like just turn him off. Like he'll go away. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you know, it's just the same thing with Kim Kardashian's butt cheeks. Just stop <laughs> looking at it. Right. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, she <laughs> break the internet, which was so confusing to me because, like, somebody out there thought Kim Kardashian would break the internet with a picture of her ass when she's famous because of a leaked sex tape. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah. Oh, but, like, all those people, like, you see, like, I see them every time I go to the grocery store. It's like... They have a new drama in their tabloid. It's like they're fucking... They spoon-feed the tabloids so people yeah. will keep talking about them. It's all horse shit. Well, yeah, people have... Like, that model used to be that celebrities just wanted to have nothing to do with it. And, you know, there's still a lot of people who actually yeah. care about their careers who do want nothing to do with it. No. But other people, like her, have figured out how to play that and create a career out of, out of free publicity, basically. <laughs> right. And I don't even know if it's really... Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it is figuring out how to play that mm-hmm. but it's more just that's the only thing they can do yeah like that's that's her only option what is she gonna fucking win an oscar one day no i can't yeah <laughs> like, well i mean obviously she won't but yeah. you know she's managed her career <laughs> like yes. she's succeeded like it, it's it's a the bullshit people... meaningless thing she succeeded at but she succeeded in that's it. fair the people around her probably did all the crunt work From, uh, I, you hear mixed things on how involved she is on that like yeah. I've, I don't know I've heard that she she's like she knows what she's doing more than people think mm. but I don't know <laughs> not my thing I'm yeah. not there I'm pretty yeah I think she probably hired a bunch of people that knows what the fuck they're talking probably. about that probably probably mostly that just don't have nice titties and ass <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. have to be behind the scenes. Yeah, the, I mean, the ugly people had to read, you know? <laughs> like, okay, let's just be honest. Uh-huh. Okay, uggos have to read. I have to read. I'm one of those people. Okay, like, Man, I'm sick of reading. Seriously, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I wish I could coast on my good looks that don't exist, Ross, but I can't. I can't. Like... Need an extreme makeover. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, admittedly, our next topic is a little off. But from Not what we really. had, a little, kinda. Uh, but 
So the point, uh, the point so, I'm coming up with on it, I think, kind of ties it together yeah. a little bit. So one of the big what news, the question I got. one of the big entertainment news pieces this week was that the X Files is returning for a mini series. It'll be a six episode series on Fox. Okay. Uh, so what what's your thought on that, or, or are you are you excited about that? Do you not really care? Like, I mean, I was kind of into X-Files a little yeah. bit as a kid. My parents and my sister loved it. Yeah. Like, just like the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. at that time. For a few years there, it was one of the, like, top shows on television. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, granted, I don't know how it, end, the, how it ended the first yeah. time, so... It wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> Nobody looks fondly on the last few seasons of that show. Oh, okay. So. Especially the finale. Like, people feel like it just completely lost track of what it was doing. Or, like, the mythology for a while felt like it was building and you were learning all these pieces. And it made sense for about, like, five seasons, maybe five seasons of a movie. And then it, like, they start... Because it was never intended to go that long. They never thought it would be as big a success as it was. Yeah. Like, Chris Carter thought maybe we'll get, like four, five seasons or so, and after that they were just kind of making shit up to just keep it going, oh, and it sad. got got messy. See, so like, so going back to the miniseries, yeah. like... Is that a good idea? Exactly, since, it, like, you, you just said that, like, the last two seasons they were just kind of making shit up, so, yeah. like, so, so what, are they just making more shit up? Like, well, just, I'm, uh, I'm up two minds on it, because yeah. X-Files was always kind of a polarized show. Like, it was... Mm. There were the mythology episodes, which were all about, like, the government conspiracies and the aliens and, like, Mulder trying to get to the bottom of all that. And, like, Scully, you know, helping him, but also being the skeptic, like, working out the rational angle of it. But, like, there were ongoing arcs that were, like, really important to the show within all that. And then, but then, like, most of the show were standalone episodes where they're just, like, what now they call, like, Monster of the Week episodes, where you just have some crazy thing going on. And Mulder and Scully are sent in to investigate, mm-hmm. and some of you know some of those are junk episodes or like just filler. They had to fill out like yeah twenty four episodes or more of TV in a year, but then some of them are like really great and like very special episodes that on their own like are you could go back and watch and recognize as like one of the best episodes of television in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so what's Difficult to reconcile for me when you have six episodes of a show like The X Files, where the mythology and the standalones were such a major part. How do you structure that? Mm-hmm. Like, how much of a mythology arc can you really tell within six episodes? And if you do that, do you have room for like standalones or like some of the quirks that really made that show what it was? Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> like like the first movie they did was very myth arc heavy because it was in the middle of the show and it was driving that forward it was a pretty big budget film at the time too so yeah. it was an excuse to finally like show like an alien mothership taking off and like what the aliens look like and what the hybrids were and stuff yeah and uh, then the second movie was just like a standalone and they didn't even though the finale ended with like the news that in i think i think it was 2012 like basically the mayan end of the world was when the alien uh uh, or the alien uh, colonization was going to happen. Like, there's no mention of it, from what I understand, in the new movie at all. They just ignored that arc. And it, it was. Oh, ins- so the new movie came out after the season finale? Yeah, okay. way after. Go, the gotcha, new gotcha. movie was 2008. Oh, wow. Okay. So I don't, I don't remember that. I really don't. Yeah. Because when did the show end? Like, 2001, 2002? Uh, I want to say 2002 or 2003. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Looking it up. 
Looking it up. We're all about research here. Okay, the final episode aired May 19th, 2002. Okay. So, yeah. It was uh, it, it was six years after the end of the show that this new movie came out. It had nothing to do with the myth arc. Instead, it, I, from what I understand, because I never got around to seeing it, I... I I haven't talked to a single person who said that it was worth seeing the new X-Files movie. And it, but yeah, it was like about Russian people basically making a Frankenstein or something. And the movie, <laughs> the movie came out in 2008. Yeah. That's weird. Cause like, I was thinking like, it was probably just like, uh, like that was just like a desperate ploy for David Duchovny, like before Californication came out. Yeah. No, you know what I mean, no. Cause had left the show because he wanted to break into movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, He's he's doing okay. Uh, like, because sometimes you like, especially how this business works, is either you need a spark to get yeah. better work, right? And like, what's a safe bet? Oh, what was the biggest t- television show? Right, like go back world, and do a movie, it's do like a some movie, commitment, then a whole new season. It might be the biggest piece of dog shit ever, but it will make a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a good you point. Know? But um, like, you, I mean, you see it. Like Sylvester Stallone has been doing it for the last ten years. Like he just revamped his career on old shit. Yeah. Like, it's all Rambo, Rocky, the Grudge, or Grudge well, Match, which or was... Or the Expendables The Expendables, that. which is every... Which would right. have been the greatest movie ever if it was made in 1990. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which would have been, like, seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, that would have been the shit. Like, are you serious? I have <laughs> a soft spot for stupid movies like that anyway. I so, like, too. Expendables 1 and 2, even, even 3 is not that bad. They're, yeah. they're trashy films, but they are what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, I, I never saw the new Rocky, but, the, like, it got really good reviews. Like, it, it was supposed to be it a was lot okay. better. It was okay. Yeah. It was a lot better than the fifth one. So oh, I'm yeah. Glad, so I'm glad they at least did that to right. kind of, like, at least give it a better ending than Rocky Five Because, yeah. like, Rocky Five he technically doesn't even fight. Yeah. And he, then, he has a street brawl at the end uh-huh. in the middle of the street with Tommy Morris. <laughs> yeah. But That's like, a pretty universally reviled movie. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, but even like, and like, I was just thinking, Arnold Schwarzenegger was dealing with the new Terminator. Yeah, and like, I man, I hope that's not shit. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not, not gonna see it. I don't know the Megan. I think it's Megan Ellison. Uh, it Those produced movies. it, and she has like a really good track record of driving i'm just because they just keep suckering me in because like those are movies from our child i mean how many times did we watch terminator 2 yeah you know what i mean (laughs) and like so they just like they did it with die hard 5 you know they did it with you know they did it with rocky they did it with all of them i was like yeah terminator 3 was uh, and terminator Terminator 3 i did not like salvation or i thought that was weak uh the new one I don't know. Like, I thought the TV show that they did was, like, surprisingly good once it oh, got yeah, going. With, like, Brian Austin Green. And yeah, he, he, that was a weird thing, because you're like, oh, yeah, Brian Austin Green. Okay. But he was really good in it. Oh. And, and, like, yeah, the show, especially the second season, was pretty great. And yeah. it played around with different continuities, kind of, or the idea of, you know, or the way that their time travel worked, where once someone's sent back, it essentially overwrites the future. And, you know, so there are people from different versions of the future at times, and the like series finale was this awesome cliffhanger that would have been a great like next season where mm. like I don't know if I, uh, but it I don't did, know if I should spoil it in case anyone but uh, it didn't make it didn't money. happen but uh I don't know like it sounds like this one's gonna be or this new Terminator is gonna be a pretty high concept thing where mm. 
it's it's like the other movies it sounds like they're going the star trek route where yeah. they're kind of rebooting it without like erasing everything mm. they're like oh those things happened but then they're sent back in time here and this the terminator's been with me and protecting me all this time from other attempted assassinations which is why it's like old their excuse is like oh since it's organic material on the outside it ages like us just kind of bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, they got that CGI one that just that looks was, ridiculous. That was stupid in Salvation. <laughs> no, in the new one, oh. the trailer. Oh, yeah. They most definitely have, like, Arnold from 1984 CGI. Oh. And he, like, I fights was... himself. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I... you see that in the trailer? <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing boy. in all the wrong ways. <laughs> okay. Might have to see that. So that's, I'm kind of anyway. worried that, like, because, you know, with Californication ending. Yeah. Maybe maybe David Duchovny's not being able to get a job. So, like, he's maybe trying I, to re. I feel like. Put a flame back in the career if or you, something. If you look at his interviews for years, uh-huh. he's been pretty heavily behind revisiting the X-Files, even before oh, okay. Californication California ended. Like, hearing Jillian uh, Anderson talk about it, it sounds like both of them kind of realized after the fact exactly how special that was. Mm-hmm. That they were, they were still young, but they were on this phenomenon on television. And right. like, at the time, like she talked about in a Nerdist interview that's really good, that uh, she just... Like, she had, she didn't understand any of that. Like, she's like, I didn't really watch TV. I didn't, uh, she's like, I, I kind of heard, but, like, I didn't really care or un- get that we were that big of a deal. So she's like, yeah, I kind of took it for granted at times. She's like, now I look back on that. And it's like, that was huge. <laughs> right. And, like, for years, she still was, like, hesitant on doing more of that. Or, like, if she was going to do more, even, like, two years ago, she said, she's like, series, not going to happen. She's like, right. a movie... I would be up for doing another movie, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of changed, I think. And, and like, it's not like she's she has less work; she has more work now than she did then. Interesting. She's, she's got two different series going on where she's a regular right now. And what shows are those? Uh, the Fall, which is on Netflix, and uh, Hannibal on NBC. Okay. And Hannibal is by like, if you're not watching Hannibal and you're listening to this, or Jason, one of the best shows on television. Damn right now it's really so worth watching really because yes. like hannibal rising just no fuck it, that movie i know but, <laughs> that, but that's what i'm saying <laughs> but it, i mean it for, just puts such a bad taste in my mouth that i was just like fuck that show for me as you far as the mean? movies go like i don't really care about any of them but silence of the lambs that much really like that's and this, See, I, like, I like i like all the ones with Andy like, Hopkins. All yeah three. yeah the new the new show t- goes in a different bit of a different direction with the character of Hannibal Lecter than he portrayed it, but like that's what they should do. Is is it a prequel then? Yeah. Or? Well, it, so the guys so the guys like twenty years younger. Yeah. Than so Hopkins. what their arc is or their plan is is uh, they started it long before any of the or not long before but before any of the books. Okay. So like the first, really everything up until now has been backstory stuff okay. that either was briefly mentioned in the books or just pure conjecture on the creative staff. Gotcha. Uh, around, I think their plan was like season... F- Originally they were going to say if they got to season four, season four would be Red Dragon, season five would be Silence of the Lambs, season six would be Hannibal, and season seven would be an epilogue that they were making up after that. And it, since, cool. since then they've kind of switched it around a little bit. Where okay. like next season I think the second half is going to get into Red Dragon quite a bit, and that's season three. Season but... It's yeah, it's great. Like the yeah. the character Hannibal is fascinating in it. Like it is a different 
role, but it's also a Hannibal who's passing as a human being in the real world. So like he's working with the police. He's he's like a psychological profiler kind of, and he's also the psychiatrist of like this Will Graham, who at the time is like an instructor who's also kind of on contract with the police department because he's also interested in the psychology of serial killers mm-hmm. and like, but he's he's he has this sort of a disability where he's like too he's like an empath almost like he can go to a scene and he can really get he can like emotionally and intellectually connect with the killer and figure out what their motives are really really well but to the point where he's like too attached so like season one is his like emotional breakdown and hannibal trying to jill push him slightly into directions where he's going to become a bit more of a madman or or like try eventually That's like cool. frame him you know for yeah. like being a serial killer himself hmm. and yeah it's a really interesting relationship between well, don't those tell characters. me too much because I want to watch it now you, you should sold me on it definitely because like it. it's yeah, a great show and like the look of it is just it's like the best looking show on network TV and yeah. it's like no budget it's yeah because like I remember because I worked at a movie theater when Hannibal Rising came out uh huh and I saw it for free yeah I got up when it was over I went fuck that movie yeah. And, uh, cause like, cause I don't know if you've ever seen, you remember the movie Scream? Yeah, of course. Like, and I, like, the, one of the interesting things about, uh, cause like that was 1996, so this is even mm-hmm. before Hannibal came out. Yeah. It's like, so all they had was Silence of the Lambs, and like, they said that what was really scary about Hannibal Lecter is like, they never really explained why he likes to eat people. Yeah, and, and they shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if they do it on the show. So, but but like, but that's what was in Hannibal Rising gave it that backstory, right? Of why he likes to eat people. It's like you just fucking bulldozed Silence of the Lambs. You just bulldozed a five Academy Award winning film. You fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's it's like the new or the Rob Zombie Halloween reboot where they like give you a whole intro where Michael Myers is just a little kid who's abused by his parents and stuff. Yeah. It's like you don't need that backstory. He's a fucking psycho and yeah. that's the point. Is that it was he, actually, he was like, he had a decent upbringing and he yeah. still became a psycho. Yeah, that it's was like, what was interesting about it is that and, like you think, especially at that time, like my, that's what my mom said that that was like kind of interesting. That, like, yeah. The mindset of like like serial killers or like people that were that fucked up is that they just came from fucked up, right? But like beginnings and yeah, and, and like then, it's just the whole idea that yeah, someone can just be evil incarnate or like snap. like not even snap, just yeah. He's, it it's just, interesting and in, yeah, Silence of the Lambs that it's all about you know make well, basically making a deal with the devil. It's working with someone who is like this really awful evil person, but has personal insight into yeah. how their minds work. And, like, that's a great premise. And uh, the, the guy who played, or Mads Mikkelsen, who plays Hannibal in the TV show, has talked about it. He's like, yeah, I'm, even the, even if it's not, like, literally true within the narrative, he's like, I'm trying to play him like the devil incarnate. Like, it's the devil as if he's, like, really on Earth and, like, trying to be mild-mannered and persuade people. And, like, you know, he's, like, this really neat, like, uh, particular guy. He's, like, a master chef. Like obviously, because you know he's a cannibal, but it, like, yeah, like there are all the, there are all these moments of you know like him making food and like making delicious meals and he serves people all the time. He has dinner guests, but it, yeah, like he's he's seen as like a man of refined tastes. Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's an interesting take where yeah, he's this evil guy, but he's just yeah, nobody sees it at all. <laughs> anyway, that was a big yeah we went all over the place but, on that one yeah great show um <laughs> <laughs> so so back to the x-files um, 
uh, yeah, I think I think the reboot could go either way. Now yeah. I know part of your what you were thinking with a lot of these was kind of with fame, right? Or, or just like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, most of these topics, uh, it was just really just it just it just seems it's just so bad when like. You know, like, like, like Sylvester Stallone is like the prime example. Like, yeah, he's the guy had done to anything in eight years, mm-hmm. and then he comes out with a new Rocky right after a new Rambo. Like, yeah. you're just like trying to like instead of like coming up with new things, yeah, and taking a chance, he's reliving just, his glory days, yeah, kind of because people will see it, yeah. And I think, I think that plays into this a tiny bit, but more at the executive or at like boxes mm. level where you have people green lighting shows based on what they think will be successful sure. and like we're in the age where everything's like reboots and yeah. franchises and, and like Fox just last year had a lot of success reviving 24 mm-hmm. where they had a, a limited run series on that which was really good like mm. it was really entertaining and so them thinking, well, yeah, we've got the X-Files. We're in the age of Netflix, where now we have a whole new generation of fans of this series who caught it on Netflix, yeah. and they'll tune in for a six-episode run. Plus, it's been long enough that people will get excited about it. Hmm. And they're probably right. Like, it's it's a smart business move. Like, I'll, I'll sure. be watching it. Sure. Like, I never even saw the second movie, but I'll watch a new <laughs> season of X-Files, or six episodes or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I... I think it really could go either way. I hope yeah. that they get some of the best writers involved in the show because, right. like, Chris Carter's obviously signed Cause, on. Because I'm but... trying to think of some like of this instance where it actually was good. Like, I like. I guess I like the new uh, season of you know Arrested Development. Even yeah, though it was probably my least favorite of the mm-hmm. seasons. Right, but it was still good. Yeah, I, I um, I'm with you. But like, but then again, it could be Die Hard Five. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I. So so do you know? You probably don't know the writers behind the original show by name that well or anything like that. Uh, it so one of the writers on the show is Vince Gilligan, or on the original X Files was Vince Gilligan, oh, who created Breaking, you know, Breaking Bad, Bad and yeah. is doing Better Call Saul. One of the greatest writers like in yeah. television. Yeah, I remember. So, I remember somebody telling me that. So if they got him back. Like I would love to see what modern day Vince Gilligan would do with an X Files episode. Right. That would be awesome, and right. I'd love to see uh, like Darren Morgan. He wrote some of the best episodes of the X-Files. It's done practically nothing since. And it would be fascinating to me to see like what what he would do with that now. Like mm. he it well, I don't know if you remember many of the episodes that well, but like do you see uh Jose Chung from Outer Space? It's like uh, yeah, I, you wouldn't know any of them by name anyway. Yeah. But he he wrote he wrote episodes like Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Like I don't care if you've seen the X-Files or not. Like, that episode alone is just an amazing episode of TV. Like, yeah. anybody can watch that episode and be like, yeah, that was great. Right. <laughs> but it, I'd love to see what he does now. Like, he's, like, kind of this neurotic guy. You listen to him in interviews and stuff, and, like, he's really judgmental of his own work and other people's work, too. But, yeah. uh, like, kind of the a Morgan perfectionist. Guy, yeah, Morgan Darren guy. Morgan. Yeah. But, and he, was, he wasn't, like, his brother wrote from the show from the start. And yeah. then... He he was like just kind of in random bits. Like it, it, there's an episode where there's like this guy called Fluke Man, which is like a human parasite basically, and he like wore the suit and stuff. Like he was just hanging around occasionally, and he, he did some like script doctoring work on one of them. Just like oh yeah, maybe you should do that. And based on just being in the office and throwing around ideas on it, they're like hey, you, you want to join the staff or the writing staff? And like he always wanted to do movies and wasn't sure yeah. about TV, and he had never really watched the show much. 
And he didn't. He's in the interview I listened to. He's like, I wasn't even really a big fan of the first season, but <laughs> but there were things I thought was interesting about it. And he eventually, like, he was brought on. It, he t- he told his brother when they asked him, and he's like, Do you think I should do it? He's like, You would fucking hate it. <laughs> he's like, Don't do it. And sure enough, like he he signed on and he only stayed with the show for like a year and a half yeah. before he quit, uh, because yeah, he just couldn't couldn't deal with all that and he couldn't deal with people you know turning down ideas or not understanding what he was doing mm-hmm. like again one of the best episodes jose chunks from outer space the director flat out told him he's like i don't get this script <laughs> he's like I, I don't know what you're going for but you know it still still worked fair <laughs> enough but yeah i'd love to see like what those kinds of writers would go and do for it and uh the guy who the guy who created i, I want to say the guy who created like saw was an x-files writer originally and all sorts of people came out of the X-Files and had, like, great careers. And it'd be so cool for me to see it, then just come back and do, like, standalones. But, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Could go either way. I mean... If Chris Carter is going to be, like, the mastermind behind it, like, I know he's the guy who was behind the show from the beginning, yeah. but he was never, like, really the strength of the X-Files. Yeah. And, it, like, the, he, he's the one who wrote, like, the new movie and stuff. And it's like, I don't want more of that. I want, like, these other people right. to come on. I mean, I can see the other... You could probably get the the two lesser ones, but I doubt you'll get Gilligan or Gilligan. I bet Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan seems like the nicest guy in the world, though. And, like, it, yeah, despite but, being really busy with, like, Better Call Saul, I bet he, like, X-Files was what, like, that was his first job, really. Mm. He, it, he It would probably be, like, nostalgic and just, like, creatively interesting to, for him to be able to go back and just write an episode. Like, he would, he's not going to write the whole sure. season, but... For an episode, I could see it happening. I think I think they should absolutely go after him. Sure. Yeah. Just for the name recognition and alone. I mean, he's bigger than Chris Carter. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> Far, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like he he's managed to make one of like the first spinoffs in a long time that's actually like not disappointed people. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> for sure. So yeah. I don't know. Our fame stuff came through a little on that one, but... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, the last thing we had to talk about was the whole Robert Durst situation. <laughs> so so this is... I think this is a pretty complicated one. <laughs> like, I know, it, like, you you have a specific stance on this. And, uh, like, to me... So I've only seen the first two episodes of The Jinx. Jason, yeah. you haven't watched any of them yet, I, right? I, I tried watching last night. I, could, I fell asleep. <laughs> so... So I can't really, can't like tell the whole thing on that. I've done tried to do research on it and like his yeah. history, but basically this guy, like almost definitely murdered a number of people. Like yeah. it, his it, his uh, first wife, uh, the woman who might have had knowledge of his first wife's death. Yeah. Uh, and somebody was his neighbor in this place he was renting in. Uh, oh God, I can't think of where it was, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, who he, he murdered while he was staying and pretending to be an old woman. Mm. Like, he wears disguises and things and rents places, and he has all these aliases and, like, separate accounts and, like, private mailboxes and stuff. And, yeah, multiple reports. They had, like, bone saws in his places. And, like, it wasn't just, like, he snapped a couple times and killed people. Like, it was premeditated murder with a lot of them. And he, yeah. he like, cut... The guy, the guy who he uh, killed killed who like he admitted he killed him. yeah uh, the guy who uh was his neighbor and like they found his bot they found his torso and uh so he had like sawed off all his limbs and 
Yeah, so he admitted he killed the guy and still got acquitted because it was supposedly in self-defense. It's like you don't saw someone's body apart in self-defense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Good God. So it's really, the whole Jinx situation is kind of fascinating just yeah. because the guy who directed it had done a movie called All Good Things okay. with, uh, Ryan with Ryan Gosling. Gosling. And it was about him. It was about, about, about Durst. It was about Robert Durst. It wasn't his name in it, but it was, well, yeah, loosely it was based. based on a true yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. of Robert Durst. So Robert Durst saw the movie and called the guy who made it and was like, hey, you know, I saw the movie. I'd like to talk to you about, you know, what really happened or like the reality of it. Uh, it so you can get my side of that oh, story. Shit. And his attorneys are like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. And so, yeah, the well, Jinx... Durst attorneys were... Yeah, yeah, but he agreed to it and, yeah, went and had this interview and he's the weirdest guy. Like, it to me, it there's obviously... Like, he's I, he's not, like, mental... He's He's got some kind of mental unsta- instability. Okay. Like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like he's intellectually disabled, but yeah. he, there is absolutely something wrong with him in the way that his mind thinks or and and he's done so many weird things that like so so what's your take on all this well from what i because like when i saw that because i remember seeing the trailer and just going is this a real thing or is this is this just like the replacement for boardwalk you know (laughs) like you know like yeah uh, because I was like, and then I, I heard this shit, he got arrested, I was like, oh, this shit is real. Yeah. Like, is this guy, like, just trying to be famous? Like, what the fuck is this thing? Because, like, people are, like, people would, there are some people out there that would sell their souls and give up everything, mm-hmm. in that would throw themselves <laughs> to the wolves yeah. to be famous. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I mean, now that, like, I've read a little bit more about this, it doesn't really sound like that. Yeah, but there are people who are still arguing that though. Yeah, it just seems like because he's got an interesting story that was like picked up on an HBO. Yeah, whether it was for like money or whatever, and it's like, dude. I mean, granted, this guy's a fucking idiot. Well, There's something wrong with you him. You know, he's an, he's like an heir to a real estate empire, right? He's incredibly rich, like, it, it, and that that's part of why he's gotten off of everything. Like, yeah, when he was arrested after the uh, murder. Uh, or like the murder of his neighbor when and they had no idea it was him the, he wasn't renting the place in his name they dug through his trash and found like uh records some I, I i forget what it is like a doctor or a dental record or something and then they they knew he was supposed to meet them there so they like followed him or they had the police trail him and then they arrested him he was held on bail for three hundred thousand dollars and like they have no idea who this guy is uh, they're just like some guy that from out of town who was renting this place under a pseudonym and you know it seems like murdered this person he calls his wife on a phone call his you know new wife who he's never lived with in his life and it sounds like it's like she's kind of like not necessarily a co-conspirator but like kind of helps him with that talks talks to her about it and she just wires three hundred thousand dollars and gets him out on bail and then he just disappears again and uh, so so they're like who the hell is this guy? That right. is three hundred thousand dollars. He can just be like, "Oh yeah, go ahead and send that over, and then I'll be good." But yeah, he's like his family kind of disowned him. Most of them have restraining orders from him because That's they're afraid fair. of him. Sure, and uh, yeah, <laughs> That's a logical uh, emotion, or right? <laughs> like, but yeah, he he had been acquitted every single time any of this stuff came up. He has great 
great legal team or a great lawyer who can get him off of a lot of this stuff. Jesus. Just throw money at a problem enough and yeah. you can get out. So, but yeah, as for him uh, choosing to do the interview, it, a lot there's been a lot of question on it. Yeah, why he would do that? I, if I were to venture a guess, and this is just a total out there guess because I obviously don't know the guy. I feel like to him it's exciting to almost get caught. Yeah, it's a game to see what he can do and get away with without getting caught. Kind of like BTK, a little back bit. In the day, a little right. bit. Like yeah. he, because he like the, so the way he got arrested or after he got picked up or after he had already skipped out on bail and it you know he got arrested again. He went into a store and I, he shoplifted. I think it was like a two dollar sandwich or something and band aids. Like, that's it. And he clearly shoplifted it and had, like, the Band-Aids around his neck. And they, you know, went out, and then they went to his car, and he had a bone saw in there, and or a bow saw, I think, and, uh, like, a huge bag of weed. Like, it's like he's trying to get caught. Like, it made no sense why someone who's just a multimillionaire would be shoplifting tiny sure. items from a store with all that stuff in his car. Do you think he's just trying to, like, piss on the criminal system? Just, like, I don't a think, joke? I don't know. I, I feel like to him... And again, like, this is just pure conjecture. I get the I get the feeling like it's just exciting to him to see how close he can... Or, you know, what he can do and get away how with it. How close he can dance to the flame. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Like, <laughs> no one will ever know. Like right. he's he's a crazy person. Yeah, but, I mean, something wrong with the motherfucker. Yeah, Let's, I think we can all agree on that. Well, especially like what actually got him arrested was a piece of evidence that they did find for the show, and it was uh, the woman who went who, who was murdered, who people believed knew something about his first wife's disappearance. Uh, they they found that he had wired her twenty five thousand dollars right before she had died. And there was apparently a letter that he sent to her that was really incriminating that her stepson found. And then the stepson gave it to the production, and the production presented it to police, and he got arrested. And so, like, that's what it's about now. And, like, they found him in a hotel, uh, again, with a bunch of weed on him. I don't know if there was a saw in there, but he was wearing, like, prosthetics and stuff because he was, again, like, passing as someone else. Hold on. I, I have all this... I have all this up for uh, the rest. Yeah, okay. So Durst was arrested by FBI agents on March 14, 2015 at the Canal Street Marriott in New Orleans, where he had registered under the false name Everett Ward. Not not Everett as a man, but Everett as like a feminine version of Everett, uh, which he had done with the other place he'd ran to. He pretended yeah. to be an older woman. Uh, Durst, who had been tracked to the hotel after making two calls to check his voicemail, was observed wandering aimlessly in the lobby and mumbling to himself, having driven to New Orleans from Houston four days before. In addition to a 38 Smith & Wesson revolver loaded with four live rounds and one spent shell casing, police recovered five ounces of marijuana, Durst's birth <laughs> certificate and passport, a map showing Florida and Cuba, a flesh-toned latex mask covering the face and neck, uh, with salt and pepper hair attached, the fake Texas ID used to check into the hotel, a new cell phone, and forty two thousand dollars, six hundred thirty one dollars, mostly in hundred dollar bills stuffed into small envelopes. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, his lawyers like, well, you know, obviously they're gonna try to try to make him seem guilty, but 
Well, he's done a pretty good job of that himself, and running away from all these things. Seriously, this guy's like, like, fucking, like, he's like fucking Christian Grey fucking (laughs) Buffalo (laughs) Bill, Buffalo Bill fucking, like, Jack Nicholson from The Departed all wrapped into one. It's this is absolutely insane. crazy. And yeah, the thing the thing that really got people, which may or may not be you know admissible at court, is uh, during the interview. At one point, he kind of said under his breath when he wasn't like in the interview, but he was still mic'd that you know like what happened. You know, well, I killed them all, of course. Like just muttering to himself, yeah, I murdered all those people. That's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he did it, or he yeah. said he did it, but just like to himself, kind of under his breath. Yeah, figured because he, he said like, of course, like of course I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's most definitely in the trailer. Yeah. So that's Jesus. that's crazy. I like. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I just haven't found the time. But Good Lord, it's is it any good? Like, yeah, it's really well feel done. Like, Kind of like going back to like our Phil Robertson shit. I don't know if I want to enable this fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, and I mean, you know, at least in this case, like, it's kind of what got him caught, and, you know, fair he's enough. not making money off of it, really. Yeah. I don't think, anyway. I'm pretty no, sure. No, it's... fair. Even if it does, who gives a shit? He already had a shit. Yeah, it's anyway. not making a difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but his family was, like, kind of afraid of him. His, his brother and him had, like, a long standing, not just rivalry, but, like, they really didn't like each other. After his dad died, his brother got the company. So, like, it, uh, Robert always felt, like, slighted by that. Like, you know, it, it, he, nobody appreciated who he was on that. But, yeah, then his brother had a restraining order. And, like, w- he flat out said on this, is like, I'm glad he's finally getting what he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounded like there was no question in any of their eyes that he did these things. Jesus. Yeah. But, but like, didn't they... Or no, I guess he already had money. He had the money that was entitled to him. Yeah, well, he did, and at one point they officially made it legal that he was no longer part of the company, and part of his, like, severance from that, or the agreement, was that he got $65 million. Okay. So he had $65 million personally, then he still got involved in uh, real estate himself, mm. and sold, uh, had some places, and he, I think at the time of his arrest, they said he had $100 million to his name. Jesus. It's not bad. <laughs> you can do pretty well on what $100 million. What the fuck, man? That guy's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. And, like, watching the interview, like, he, or, anytime he says something that's either uncomfortable to him or, like, an obvious lie, he, like, blinks, like, really obviously. Like, it's so... It, it's either a weird tick or it's, like, he's just per- purposely trying to make, pe- like, make himself look more incriminating and thinking he'll get off anyway. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Good God, he's like fu- no. Never mind. He's not like Buffalo Bill. He's like fucking Kevin Spacey from Seven. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, except with less purpose, I think. Like, yeah, right. other than like, yeah, other than this, it's oh god. Like I could go on just from like the little bit I've seen of all this about how crazy it all is and how uh, like his first wife when when she disappeared, he told a whole story about how he drove her to the like the train station basically or like the subway or, or yeah the train i guess to uh just get out of there uh, uh, because they had had a fight uh, a pushing shoving fight as he referred to it because he openly talks about how he slapped her and pushed her and like did all that he doesn't seem to care about all that he just thinks it's fine uh, like he did it a bunch when she uh got pregnant 
and like it, he's like yeah well you know we made an agreement that i would know we wouldn't have kids so uh she got pregnant and that was against the agreement she had to have an abortion so you know i was going to push her to do that no matter what because that's what our marriage was supposed to be about uh, yeah fucked up <laughs> but uh so so yeah he told this whole story about how he, instead of killing her he took her to a train station then he went to have drinks and talk with a friend of his and then went home well like the friend they asked him about it. he's like no it never happened obvious he's like yeah he was just making something up he's like he didn't even tell me he was going to lie about it or like try to get me to lie with with him on it. he's like he just lied he just didn't care and like they asked him in the interview on the jinx about it and he's like he's like well yeah I, I thought that would be a better story to tell like i thought maybe people would leave me alone then and they're like so you, why was that a more logical thing he's like well you know like it, it just seemed like a better idea at the time there's a thing called loose ends <laughs> yeah like, like you don't lie about someone who's easily accessible right who won't back up your alibi like, yeah. it, literally he could have just left that out and been like I brought her to the train station and went back no loose ends <laughs> yeah it's amazing like seriously it's, it's the weirdest story because he's so bad at covering his tracks but he has so much money that until now he's gotten away with it gotta, it's been for like, gotta love the criminal system man yeah let's see the first uh gotta love it what a joke yeah the 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 first disappearance was in 1982 that's how long this has all been going on and he's been basically off scot-free yeah crazy stuff yeah Anyway, <laughs> doesn't surprise me knowing how shitty our fucking criminal justice system is. It doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if he didn't if he got away with this one. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised. I think at this point he's pretty screwed. Like I wouldn't even be surprised. Not not necessarily because you know the legal system's like there's just an overwhelming pile of evidence now because there's always been an overwhelming pile of evidence. But I just think the publicity, mm, and like even if they're getting a jury that supposedly has you know or hasn't seen any of this, there's enough word getting around that I think I think he'll get nailed for it. But I don't know. People get off all the time if they have enough money. Yeah. So with that depressing thought, right. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, 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 really. All right. So yeah. I don't know. We had a little bit of the fame stuff in there tied together, but I think we we also just had a bunch of stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, no, I just wanted to go based. Uh, I think that was what it was just a loose outline. Yeah. Of like of how fame can be just you know right how it affects on, like, things in totally yeah. different ways. Because like I mean, being being in the business that I'm I'm in. Yeah. You know, like entertainment, but like I was I think about this all the time. Like, would I want to be like Tom Cruise level of famous. <laughs> yeah, would you want and that I kind of scrutiny? I don't think I want to. Yeah. I, I like going to the grocery store and people <laughs> fucking off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't want to talk to you. Yep. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm just trying to get some OJ. Yeah, like, I appreciate your <laughs> fan, but please. I mean, that's fine. Alone. That's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. if, like, somebody's like, hey, you know, cool. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. That would be cool, but I'm talking, like, where you can't go anywhere. Right, right. Like, there, you have mobs. Or you have paparazzi and stuff. Yeah, right, especially paparazzi. Paparazzi are the worst. Like, mobs mobs of fans might drive, like be like, oh, thank you, but, like, God, I'm fucking scared. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, paparazzi, for sure, I would not want that at all. Because those guys are just... those. These guys are scumbags. 
Yeah. They're just scumbags. They're yeah. just as shitty as fucking Phil Robertson and like all those <laughs> fucking dirtbags. Yeah. Just making money off of yeah. other people. <laughs> yeah. And intrusions of privacy and yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. I think that probably covers it for this week then. I think so. Uh thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with who knows what. <laughs> as usual. <laughs>